0: Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. There's a phrase the actor Minnie Driver uses in today's episode. She talks about how she thought success and fame were gonna hold together all of the fragmented pieces of her life. That they would act as, quote, emotional grout. (laughs) What a phrase, eh? She's got a new essay collection that goes into some of the messiness of her life, some of her mixed feelings about acting, and writing about the recent death of her mother. And what's interesting about this interview with NPR's Elsa Chang is that at two different times, Driver says that the thing she was writing was never intended to be in the book. She just had to write something because she
1: had to. This message comes from NPR sponsor Live right, publishers of Left for Dead. Shipwreck, Treachery, and Survival at the Edge of the World by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and... Snaxing? Visit your local REI co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. For actor Minnie Driver, becoming famous was
1: a surreal experience. Or to put it in her words... Becoming famous was like everyone else had taken hallucinogenic drugs, and I was the giant talking mushroom in their trip. It was hardly noticeable at first. People would smile in my direction sometimes... But it could have been something happening behind me. Then, the next thing I knew, a guy was lying in the gutter as I'd get out of my car, trying to take a picture of my vagina.
0: For Driver, fame always presented a bit of what she calls a psychological paradox. You want to be seen, but not that much. Well, now, two and a half decades after breaking into Hollywood, Minnie Driver is ready for you to see a little bit more of her. She's written a memoir called Managing Expectations, essays about relationships and the messiness of life from her childhood in England and Barbados to her unexpected path into acting to becoming a single mom to her son, Henry. The book begins with Driver's complicated relationship with her mother, who, after living for 16 years as her father's mistress, left Driver's father, married another man, and tried
1: to make this new family work. It's so interesting, picking over the bones of convention and what that means. I mean, in 1976, my mother, who wanted to maintain custody of us, that was the first year a woman could sign for a mortgage without a male co So remarkable. A judge told her, a male yeah. judge said, in order to maintain t- custody of your kids, you've got to be married, you have to own your own house, and you have to have them in school, which he knew was impossible. Except, you know, my mother. my mother made it possible.
0: Driver says watching her mom try to build a new life around the institution of
1: marriage shaped her own attitude towards marriage. I strangely, for someone who was the product of people who weren't married... I really always wanted to be married, but I think I thought it meant that you were accepted or acceptable. And it's taken a long time to unpick that and to realize that what I really want is to, is to be with this man that I love now forever. I want a party. I want my friends to come together for us to dance and for us to tell stories. And I want that. I want the ritual. So
0: many of these stories are about how what we want in relationships evolves as we evolve. I was so struck when I was reading the bit about the mini driver from two and a half decades ago, describe her relationship with Matt Damon. This is right after you filmed Goodwill Hunting. And, you know, I related to that impatience you felt for love and work and happiness to all come together in some shimmering trifecta. But I also understand years later you know how very hard that is to find and maintain
1: i just i wonder if it's even possible you know it's like mm-hmm. to to for anything to be a hundred percent all of the time your work your love life yes. yet we have this expectation of ourselves as people to do that um so invariably when i you know when i fell in love with my boyfriend now and Henry is happy and healthy. I'm looking around going, oh, my God, something's going to collapse. <laughs> I
0: have those same feelings, yes,
1: about my own life, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, there's always something that's falling apart, and there is always something that is going fine. And I oh, be- really believe sad. that is that is just life.
0: Um, this book – also is very much about your relationship to acting and how doing this thing that you love has sometimes resulted in inattention to your inner self, as you wrote. Because, you know, you're paid to constantly inhabit other people. So when it comes to just being Minnie, the normal person, when do you feel most in touch with her, that inner self?
1: Well, it took a while to actually feel that that that, that person had currency that was apparently as valuable as being a famous movie star um, because I definitely drank the Kool-Aid and felt like fame and success were going to act as some sort of emotional grout in between all the fragmented parts of my life. But when I did not figure it out but um, realise that life just simply had to be more, once I actually paid attention to 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 creating my own roots that's when my life changed so much and I could actually love acting as part Mm -hmm. of this brilliant um as this brilliant I'm going to use some dreadful word like tapestry but like (laughs) but like some tapestry you know it's it's full of it's that it has its it has its wonderful place in amongst all this other stuff all this other context of being a human being and that's when yeah. i really i think started enjoying it and loving it well i'm so happy to hear
0: you in that happier place if i may return to your mother um i understand that she died while you were writing this book and when I got to the essay about your mom dying, it, it, it just had such a different feel, a different rhythm from the whole rest of the book. And I was w- wondering what was it like for you to be in the middle of writing about long ago memories and then suddenly to be writing about something you were very
1: much still struggling through. To begin with, I was like, Well, this book is this book is done. Like I can't I can't finish this book because the whole um I will never be happy again was my feeling, and yet the funny thing is um I just carried on writing. all I could really do was write about her dying, which I knew wasn't fit for public consumption, but there was this idea when i know this is stay with me on this analogy like yeah. i'm I'm a surfer, and when you when you get caught in what's called inside and you have wave after wave pounding on you, and you can barely catch a breath and you're held under for a while. All you can do is relax and just know that it is going to pass. And if you can just stay in it and just be as present as you possibly can, you will come out the other side. Hmm. And I suddenly realized that that's what this, this writing around grief was. And if I just kept writing, I would eventually hit sort of the edge of the universe of that particular expression of grief, which is exactly what I did. And then I really didn't know what to do because I was like, well... I'm still not going to be able to go back and write the rest of the book. And my boyfriend so sweetly and brilliantly said, why don't you just write something that makes you happy or makes you laugh? So I wrote the story of he and I meeting. um, Oh, I love that story. (laughs) When he thought he was a CIA agent or something. Yeah, I had no no intention of that being in the book. But what was so brilliant was that writing that story allowed me to go back and be able to fillet the ideas that I could bear speaking about about my mother into an essay which it is raw and it is different to the other book but you know what she was raw and different and it's righteous in that in as much as it's I think it's as different as she was
0: Minnie Driver's new book is called Managing Expectations a memoir in essays thank you so much for being with us I so
1: enjoyed reading this book thank you so much I really appreciate it thanks much awesome.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR.
1: Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives, like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. In this country, some truths
0: aren't self-evident.